Welcome in, Slayers. While you're busy in Sanctuary, here's a dose of the latest Diablo 4 news. I'm also going to be talking to Khalif Adams, a.k.a. Spawn on me, in just a moment. We're going to be talking about, is the endgame worth it? Why are we grinding past level 50? Why do you go there in the first place? All of that and more. Um, but a quick recap of the Diablo news, and I'll go into more detail later because we do have our guest waiting in the wings um, and those here live on Twitch chat, let me know if uh, anything's going wrong technically since we're doing it live. Um, but yeah, today, if you didn't catch it, there was a really big patch. Uh, we're going to be going over what that is, but like in a recap, there's a lot of like balance stuff and fixes, a lot of class buffs and balances. Um, Blizzard recognizes in that that basic skills kind of don't feel impactful enough. Um, and they hope that they can, you know, smooth things out with this. But if you want to know specifics about class stuff, there's a lot of that in there. But bigger than that, um, there's a bunch of things like players can now teleport to Nightmare Dungeons directly. You can significantly increase your experience um, when you get in those Nightmare Dungeons. That's just that they significantly increased it. Um, significantly increase the experience gained from killing monsters. Helltide chests now provide substantially more bonus experience when they are opened um and then the helltide roaming bosses will now more consistently drop higher quality loot and by the way if anybody out there knows what that little bug boss that is roaming around is supposed to drop i don't know if it was broken and that's what this is but i've never gotten good loot from that uh that little dungus is what i call him it's a dung beetle boss or something um there's significantly increased rewards as well um for completing individual whispers across the board. And then they fixed that weekly cash issue where uh, they had a level requirement of about 80 if you were in world tier four. So there's a bunch, you know, beyond that. And um, there's a talk as well, of course, of the ultra rare unique stuff. Maybe we'll get into that with Khalif, but I've got a rundown of, again, there's these ultra rare uniques out there um that everybody now wants now that we're confirming that they're in the game blizzard's um lead class designer confirmed this stuff and they can drop from level 85 plus enemies but more on that later let me see if khalif is uh waiting in the wings i'm going to send him a twitch guest star invite so let me get up my twitch guest star well we're good everything's working now so uh yeah mm -hmm. thanks everybody in chat for your patience again once again welcome Khalif Spawn on me. Thanks for coming through and doing, yeah, my first little Diablo podcast here. Fam, I'm so excited to, to be doing this with you. I, I I can hear the, every time I see you on the stream, you have this excitement about Diablo and you, you're having fun. <laughs> it makes me excited. I mean, when you're not talking about item management, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point. You telling me you're not managing items? Oh, I mean, no, 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 no. I'm just, say, I'm just <laughs> no, saying I'm that I share, your, I share your pain in the in the way that the item management is currently set up. So I think that there's, you know, lots of conversations to be had about all that. But I'm excited to be on your first initial Diablo cast. This is going to be super fun to, to be able to rock about this and, and talk about our talk about our builds and how we are wrecking everything in sight. It's great. Yep. And because I'm a filler, I'm like, I have to center him out, man. I believe, I believe center it. Center the cam out a little bit more here, and then we'll be ready to go. I, I love it. I love uh, it. I love so it. I love it. So yeah, there's a lot of topics to talk about. I think we should establish first. Um, and by the way, do you want me to call you Ka, Khalif, Spawn? What do you prefer Ka, Ka for the fine. show? Yeah, Ka, Ka. Ka's totally fine. Yeah. Okay, call him Ka. Um, but we should establish that you are now level 70-something. Is that right? 
Yeah, I think I, what am I, 72 now? Is it creeping up on 73? I'm, I'm looking at that last little bit on my pit bar to see if I can get there before <laughs> before the end of the night. It's one of those weird things, too, where I think you're, you know, you're looking at your progress every time you roll into a game, and you're just like, all right, I can see where I'm at. I can see how much I have to do in my kind of my daily tour, my daily chores. Can I get to that next level before before the end of the night before I have to go to sleep? It's it's a really interesting layer of how we're, you know, how I was thinking about playing this game and how I'm kind of interacting with it. So yeah, yeah 72. I just hit 72 like last night. So, so it's been moving around now. Now I'm nice. not getting beat up in tier four like I was when I was 65 running oh. around on tier four. Getting my yeah, because you're technically it's like you're below level uh, when you're, mm-hmm. you know, at 65 or 70 or whatever. I think it is 73 is exactly the number. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you want to hit. You can feel it for sure. Um, I am now at level 80. Um, so we're not too far away in terms of how much we've been grinding. So wanted to establish that when we talk about, we're gonna talk about the end game and like, why do we do this and all that? But before we get to it, one more thing to establish is like our quick, very fast, like Diablo history for me. Um, you know, I spent all my, you know, gaming, uh, come up playing Diablos, but I actually never got like super deep, um, and so I certainly played them. I played Diablo 1, I played Diablo 2, I played 3, but I never went super deep, like true Diablo fans. But um, since then, I've you know now dedicated my life to playing games. And so, <laughs> which is funny to say it that way, but meaning it is now my full-time job. And because I like to go deep on this stuff. So Diablo 4, I finally got a chance. Um, so that's newer for me in the Diablo series, but I've played many games from Division to Destiny, et cetera, where I've done that and gone deep. But how... What's your Diablo history in, in terms of like grind loot games like this? You know, what Ooh, you know what you uh, Diablo three was my first kind of like jump into the pool, but it, I didn't stick with Diablo three. I felt like I was when I got into that game, I was probably too late to the party in that way. Like, I feel like some games that you can kind of start that journey. You know, I started with not started with, but played Destiny, Destiny two division so many of those games yeah. where you're grinding through and trying to find loot and going through that process of continuing to getting your character better and doing that min maxing on your stat stuff so three was the the first one that i started on and then four has just been you know from the beginning has sunken its teeth into me and i, I can't stop playing it it is now my go to bed game. I, I usually I usually call those my my go to bed games. The things I'm playing right before I go to sleep. <laughs> That's what you know. Either trying to de stress or you know raise my stress levels because I don't care about my health. Yeah. Uh, before I so, go to sleep, but it winds up being this is the thing that I'm playing every night at this point, mm-hmm. and I didn't expect it to be that way. I, I did expect it to be something where I would kind of you know play around with it, mess around with the systems, and see if I really liked it because the hype was really really big. But now that I'm in it, I, I can't stop thinking about what am I going to do next and what's the next layer of content I'm going to poke at. And, and now that I'm at tier four levels where I can do things comfortably, now I'm just like, how do I maximize what I'm trying to do with the specific build that I have now? And it's just been so good. It's been so fantastic. Perfect. Yeah, that's a perfect segue because that for me is an important topic. Uh, Diablo 4 blew up, you know, from a marketing perspective, one of the biggest games in the world. Um, Everybody was playing Diablo when it came out. (laughs) I don't know how many remain playing, but the true grind is what has got you now. The loot grind, the build grind. I don't want to talk about that aspect, but like for starters, there's that nuance of like, well, a lot of people play for the campaign and they also play because everybody was playing. But maybe on that first base level, how would you sort of mini review like before we get into the 
the why we are still playing. Yeah. How did Diablo shape up for you in terms of that first big golden path piece? You know, it was really fantastic. I think it just doubles down on the 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 thing that a lot of us kind of going to this game knowing was that this Blizzard team, this Diablo team is just really, they have cut their teeth in so many different ways to get to this game that they have now built. And all of the things that we were thinking about as the initial kind of thrust into this new version of, of this Diablo world, they have nailed it from the visuals to the story and the campaign, which was really well done and, and, and kind of leaves you in a good spot to think about what the next kind of part of this you know, long adventure is going to wind up being. Um, they just landed it in so many different ways. Like, I didn't think that I would be not sympathetic to Lilith, but to think that she is such an interesting and cool character. Because most times in a game like this, the story doesn't matter that much at all. It's something yeah. that you kind of get through to get to the end pieces that you want to go to. But the way they set up this, this kind of, you know, layered conversation about this underworld that you're in and all these characters that you now kind of care about with this all being surrounded with this really like amazing baddie in Lilith it just makes all of this super super cool to kind of like jump in it as a you know air quotes new player and feel like this is a thing that I want to see more of and I want to see them dig into more of it and how they build the rest of it out yeah so I should disclose that because I was like, I'm definitely going to play this, you know, on multiple characters. And I just got to get to the end game for sort of that. <laughs> ironically, for, for this part, I was like, well, I actually just didn't, because I'm streaming at the same time, didn't get to catch all of the story. But what yeah. I did was dope. The cutscenes were dope. Yeah. But, you know, maybe being more focused on that first uh, World Tier 1, World Tier 2, mm -hmm. how just, let's call it the average player might play it. To me, it was it was just still Diablo, you know, and I'd be talking to like Diablo four or sorry, Diablo three players and immortal players, and and they were like talking about a lot of the nuances, and I'm like, it's just Diablo, man, yeah, you know. So yeah, I didn't notice yeah. as much like, well, you know, Arclash is just the same meta, and that's what it was before, and there was little sure. things that I was like, dude, there's so many builds, it's so dope, and again, I've played Diablo, so I was just excited with the polish, the dark tone of it, mm -hmm. um. Did like the big map, but the horse sucks. It's unfortunate. Yes. It feels like they <laughs> they either just struggled with the technology or it almost feels like they were struggling with the decision and then they added it in anyway for like the map size or something. Sure. Do you feel like did the horse I mean it does its job, but it's not like awesome. <laughs> there are moments when the horse feels it's a Goldilocks kind of thing. It feels just right sometimes <laughs> and then sometimes it just feels super wrong and doesn't do what I think it needs to do. Like yeah. the, the, the you get caught on like we a, were... a plant. You're like, well, <laughs> it's, it's funny. A friend of mine was like, man, this is the worst thoroughbred I've ever seen in my life. Has no stamina <laughs> at all. That too. That's like, a good oh. point. I never heard it quite put that way, but I'm like, yeah, this is a horse of hell. And, uh, it's the worst like stamina. I don't know how many packs of cigarettes this thing's going through a this day. This thing That's a is good definitely point. smoking at least a couple of Mar Marlboros <laughs> before you get it out of the stable. Cause it, it doesn't yeah. move. It moves, but it doesn't move long enough to get you out of trouble. I don't necessarily know if I like the mechanic where you can kind of, you know, hit the spurs on the horse and it goes a little bit faster to get through mobs of enemies because yeah. then when you, it would be fine if you didn't feel like you got caught on terrain as much as you do on the horse, which yeah. is a weird thing for the it horse is. to, to Little do. Little corners, like, man. 
I'm like, those little corners are the worst. I'm like, you can jump that horse, but again, you can't jump it because you've been smoking right. three packs a day. So, exactly. So we agree. So, horse needs work. I think everybody does. But it in meaning this big new world, it kind of stood out to me as like, everybody wants a mount in a Blizzard game. And I yeah. get it. And they want to sell it in the store. And uh -huh. that's a different conversation. Um, but I almost, I was like, dude, just give me like a, a per class move faster function or something yeah. that doesn't break the game that if the horse doesn't work as well like yeah just well i'm already a bear but you know you get the <laughs> idea maybe i could run faster for a temporary amount of time and it would work better or something but putting all that aside um i enjoyed exploring all the different areas for the visual aspects yeah that really felt good to me so yeah i mean to me as a, a, a sort of a full package diablo game i'm like it's more diablo it didn't surprise me but the polish and the tone did, and then just like having not played Diablo in a while, like the build variety, did you feel, you know, similarly, you know, in terms of those points? Yeah, I mean, I think luckily I'd gotten a chance to check out some of the beta content before getting into the full retail game. Yeah. And I think that that helped a lot because as a person who, you know, and it was, you know, it was kind of small in that respect where you really only got a couple of different uh, archetypes to play around with. So you really didn't get a chance to see the full gamut of stuff that you wanted to play but i think for me as a person who started off as a as a rogue player and then moved over to a barbarian player it wind up kind of feeding into that version of not only the power fantasy parts of what i wanted to do in this game but it also felt like i could see a really path a, a good path not only for potential pvp stuff but also how how was i going to play in a group and that was the thing that I really cared about was if I get into a group and I want to be useful and I want to feel like I'm not only just having to kill stuff, but I can buff and debuff stuff and do all that. That was the reason why I wound up going with a barbarian because it just felt like I could do a lot of different things in that class that would be helpful to a team and to, and to be able to run a lot of solo content. So I think, mm -hmm. I think that was the, the kind of going into that thing. And then, you know, and I know we'll, we'll probably touch a little bit about like builds and, you know, building towards the OP, you know, meta builds versus that. But I think, yeah, there's a, it, it really came to pass of like, this is the, this is the player that I want to play as in this role, knowing that I'm probably not going to roll another character. I'm not right. one of those like roll multiple because I just don't have time to do it. We but yeah, maybe without getting into like, should you play meta yeah. or not? That's, that's a really great point to make here is that I think a lot of people, uh, that have been playing a lot of different grind games, you know, and or like me came back to Diablo, like forgot. They really are into this penalty of like, you are role playing the, the class you chose, which kind of has annoyed me in a lot of recent modern games. I'm like, oh. dude, I want to have fun. Yeah. I got other games to play. Zelda's on finish. So I went through a period of time where I'm like, oof, man, like it could be a little steep and I don't have enough gold. But then I started to figure out, okay, I'm playing a ton. Like I feel... Like, I can still switch some things, but I know as you get later in the game, it can be very grindy and penalizing. Like, if you want to redo your Paragon board, it's like you got to go out and grind gold. And But so how do you uh -huh. feel about getting locked into those choices and therefore, again, without maybe going into whether or not you should do this, mm -hmm. like some people are like, I'm just going to copy that OP build that somebody made now because yeah. if I make my own thing, it's going to feel penalizing maybe. How do you feel about that? It's a hard balance. And I think, you know, for folks who are listening to the show and, and kind of coming to, you know, this potentially being their first Diablo in a bigger sense, my advice to y'all is to say, play it the way you want to play it. Like, 
there is a layer of yes you can go on every youtube video and build towards whatever those builds were going to be so like early on the build that i should have played air quotes if you're listening in i'm doing air quotes for this in <laughs> audio form is the whirlwind barbarian kind of class you're spinning around with your axes or your swords in a circle and you're kind of demolishing mobs and doing that that move is boring <laughs> like it's a boring move as a as an actual thing to use it doesn't do anything visually exciting to me it feels really boring in terms of the way you interact with the game so my build is around how much bleed i can do and how much damage i can get into a move called upheaval which is basically one where you're kind of scraping the ground yeah. and throwing rocks at people and Shovel doing scoop. AOE. yeah you're doing this aoe kind of blast at people that to me feels so much more interesting visually like your and as a gameplay yeah you know what i mean like i feel i feel like a barbarian when i'm doing it and that feels cool <laughs> i i think you're illustrating though the that's interesting because to you whirlwind is boring to others yeah. they like it because it fit their fantasy um yeah. And, you know, I'm speculating on that. I, I haven't gone into, like, the barbarian meta and seen what people <laughs> hate and love. But um, but to that point, that's what I will say. Probably because I ended up spending so much time grinding and getting into really fully building out the power and the character, yeah. I started to really enjoy the fact that, like, hey, you're this is you. You're locked into what you're doing right now. And I, I've been experimenting with that a ton, and it has been very fulfilling mm -hmm. to sort of, like, for me personally, I'm like, I don't know the exacts of the OP Druid builds. I know about them, but um, it's just interesting to sort of arrive at like who I am in Diablo 4, and that's what yeah. it was predicated on, I think, in all RPG games of their heart is intending to be more that. Like when you play Elden Ring, it's like there are so mm -hmm. many paths to chase, and like what are you playing with and how? And like Diablo fills that fantasy, but it is pretty, you, you're very invested in what you choose to do. And I'll, and I'll add this one thing. I think the the thing that is causing me a, a smidgen of kind of like um, frustration is not necessarily the how you should build versus the kind of meta of the space. It feels like currently a lot of the items that I get in terms of the aspects that I see are very much towards a very specific uh like they ability. want you to go a certain direction. Right. right. Like I'm not seeing a ton of stuff for upheaval <clears throat> or a lot of stuff around or bleed. Or maybe it's you know, again, like I'm not you seeing might just some be of unlucky. Drops. Yeah. yeah, I could just be unlucky and not seeing some of those stuff. Like I'm sure that there's gonna be something that I magically come across at some point in the, the next 10 years that I'm playing this game. <laughs> that's gonna be a thing that's gonna be like, holy crap, this is the one piece of thing that is yeah. going to make my build the most fun towards the thing that I'm building towards. Right. I think, so, you know, it's always the RNG of it at some point. Absolutely. But again, you've set me up for a perfect segue. So let's, before we get deep into that stuff, let's talk about the, I would say getting over the hump of like, well, I, I'm beating the game and then what? And mm -hmm. some people, if you're a Diablo player, you already know then what. You're like, you're grinding world tiers and getting higher level. Endgame begins at level 50 with a paragon tree is what it's called, a massive board of points and nodes of big point upgrades. Like let's say your crit gets a 25% spike, of, yeah. but you gotta path your way to these things and then you start combining. It's really, it looks super complex, but it's cool. Uh, but that starts at level 50 and it's point by point grind. But then there's a bunch of like world tiers, uniques, um, a couple other things. So my point here is, you do some side quests, you beat the campaign, you get your horse, um, you're feeling it, and you're like, now what? So for us, mm -hmm. why do we keep going? 
Like, why is that not enough? Um, and sincerely, what draws you forward past that level? Did it actually did getting to level fifty draw you there, and for what reason? But also, what draws you past it? I was trying to run. I, I to a certain extent, I might have done some of the story a disservice, right? Like, I this is the thing. I think a lot of folks who play these kinds of games do too. Is like we are so much a we need to get to the level of whatever that top level is to get to see what that end game content is going to wind up being sometimes you kind of skip past some stuff that might have been cool to see i have done that i will raise my hand specifically for that kind of stuff but getting to 50 was the main thing because weirdly a lot of folks who i was playing around and with would already kind of like getting to 50 faster than me so i was that was a, a peer pressure layer of it to be to be fully you know honest about that was like folks are getting to end game faster than i expected and i wanted to be you know, to play with my friends and play with some of those people to be able to do some of that stuff. But then when I got a chance to kind of like poke at that end tree where you start to get your ultimates and see the damage that you can do with that, with those powers, and then seeing how the initial conversation about the Paragon boards kind of came to, to bear, which, you know, I think Blizzard could have done a much better job in terms of doing tutorials for the for the Paragon board stuff. I think as well as they have done in 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 the way that they've kind of come across with some of the stuff they could have done a better job of this of talking about exactly <clears throat> why you want to pass a certain way and do some of that right. stuff instead of that some of that always gets kind of left off to content creators to kind of do some of that tutorialization for yeah. you but so so yeah. am i hearing that there was a little like fear of missing out like you need to at least oh, get there to sure. start that was a big start of it is like everybody else is getting yeah. past 50 that, but yeah. it, was, was it more of that or you wanted the paragon board points I needed to, it was the FOMO. The FOMO it was, cause, cause that's I perfect really, though. Yeah. Oh, totally, because I didn't understand the the board yet. Like I, I literally tweeted about it like two yeah. days ago. It looks like, nuts when you first see it. You're like, oh. I was like, oh, I, it looks like I have to respec half of my board because I messed up because I basically was filling it out in a way where one, I forgot that that's a limited resource in terms of your Paragon. Yeah. And I was trying to fill out my board like I was playing Pekino or something. Like I was yeah. playing, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, totally. Was, you know, so I was like, oh, these all these nodes are just not used. I'm not, I'm like not getting the best out of my stuff. And then I redid it and I was like, oh, okay, this makes a lot of sense now. So it was the driving force was FOMO initially. And now, now getting a chance to be at a certain level where I can see how some of those powers are now kind of, you know, synergizing with the build that I want. And then going into a room and decimating a whole bunch of enemies and being just standing there and tanking a whole bunch yeah. of stuff. Like it feels great now that I can be able to do that. So it's yeah. a lot of that. Okay. Um, and maybe to quickly establish too, did you tend to play a lot of the games solo or in a group? Like 99% of it has been solo so far. I oh, played, oh, I, I thought you were going to say in a group for a sec. Nope. So it I was solo. I started playing with a group. Surrounded by seeing just other people that you know are playing so but that it's an important aspect i think if it wasn't like you were playing with a specific group of two or three people and then you're like man they're going i'm going with them it's yeah. seeing everybody who's gaming diablo 4 around you and yeah absolutely i mean i'm seeing the same thing diablo hit critical mass yeah. um and so people are are continuing to go yeah i wish we had numbers on like how many people are are still playing um they've, they've got, definitely they seems like a some lot. of those stats at some point to be able oh, to they, like did they drop any of like community stat stuff yet? I, it, I'm going to cover it in the news section here, but oh, yes. it, we, but not that we know you knew this probably that it's the fastest selling Blizzard game. So um, it it be, they announced that it was the fastest selling Blizzard game, so it sold roughly we know about four million copies probably or more. Ooh. We don't know more beyond that because that was based on WoW Shadowlands. 
So well, anyway, we don't know how many people put in, but it sure seems like a lot. Um, but anyway, I think that was important detail. So another one would be, um, why do you feel like you want to keep going? Is it that FOMO part still? You're like, I got to still see what everybody else is seeing or now are you getting, is it the build? Is it the uniques? Is it, what is it that keeps drawing you forward? It's less the FOMO now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty comparable with most of my peers in terms of where they're at. Like, the 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 gap between where even where we are in level doesn't feel that different yet in terms of you know because you're in the 80s i'm i'm just yeah. starting into my 70s uh not age level uh <laughs> but but great but now, just in case now, you're just listening like just you said in case you're it? like oh my god this old man plays diablo it's fantastic gaming's for Approaching everybody my 70s oh my god this barbarian knees anyway <laughs> <laughs> but but it winds up being now where i'm seeing small things within not only the stat progression and, and it, i think the cool part about where it is now is all of the systems that are in the game are starting to make sense now i don't think they made as much sense in the beginning <clears throat> stages of when i started to play but now when i'm thinking about oh i got this really cool unique what does this mean for the way i want to play oh here are the statistics that i actually want to dump points in and, and, and want to level up a piece of gear towards I think those are the things now I'm seeing as the as the layers that are giving me that that kind of like hit, yeah, that dopamine build hit. Crafting that's like, hook. oh yeah, like oh yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like I have this stuff that's moving around in my build, and I'm seeing things now where, and I think you can you you can probably attest to this too. I think at a certain part when you start to get past the initial part of uh, the the main game, you start to roll into end game stuff you become a gear snob in a way that is unreasonable. <laughs> and I think that that part of it too is really interesting because you're looking at really small details of numbers and trying to min-max those pieces to say like, okay, if I boost this, what does that yeah. do to my aspect? Or if I, <clears throat> if I remove this thing from a piece of gear and put it on another piece of gear, what does that do for the potential thing that I want to do? I mean, at the end of the day, it's really because we want to go into a room, look at it, laugh at all the enemies in it, and then kill them all. But it's it's like, how do you do it in the kind of most efficient way possible? Winds up being a lot of that conversation in my own mind while I'm playing. Definitely, yeah. And so for me, that uh, was a lot of it. Um, probably less FOMO, um, yeah. but certainly there was some of it. But I, I had already I was full in because uh, I knew one, it's going to be a big game. It's just part of what I'm doing on Twitch and content creation. I was like, I got to be part of it, but being a division player, a destiny player, an anthem player briefly. And mm -hmm. I like games where you're putting together builds and stuff, but I don't go like, I'm not a guy who gets like super nuts with OP builds. Um, if I get lucky, cool. But I just like to, yeah, create my own thing and that chase. So what happened to me in Diablo four is certainly the, I had to get to the Paragon board. I, I knew at level 50, <laughs> the tab was sitting there. So that was it. I'm like, I have to unlock this and experience the Paragon board. Mm. Once I did, and I got, it took a while. Um, in fact, I would actually say until it was about where the level you're at, even the early 70s, mm -hmm. which is funny because it doesn't seem that it's only, uh, you're only set six, seven levels behind me. Yeah. Um, but you multiply that times four Paragon points at least. Yeah. Um, and that adds up quick, right? So you're talking 40 Paragon points or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so hitting those nodes, I just, it was like, ding, ding. I was like, oh man, more earth power. I'm a druid, mm -hmm. by the way more crit uh well it wasn't crit but more uh nature magic power which oh that's everything i'm using and i got very excited to get these big nodes of power um so 
that got me. And then, of course, like getting my aspects right. Um, definitely the type of player that like I like going into these nightmare dungeons. And I don't I mean, I like the feeling of stomping the enemies once I achieve that moment. Mm -hmm. But more than anything, I, I want to die in the dungeon. I want to hit the level and be sort of upset. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. And take a moment, but not in a way that I can't fix it. Take that moment, go back. And I found myself, yeah, I'm like, okay, I got, you know, my stash is full. I got everything <laughs> saved because I want I want access to everything I've earned, you know. And I'm like, okay, uh, let's see. This is more earth crit when I use storm. Okay, great. I'm going to use this when I'm fortified. And, like, uh -huh. it just, you spend so much time with it. And it seems completely overwhelming at first, unless you oh, play yeah. these games day and night and day and night for the last decade. It's because some of those players out there I know listening or watching are like, yeah, I mean, I play ARPGs all the time. Don't be a baby. <laughs> it's a lot of stats, but drew me in big time of like, oh man, I just fixed this. I'm like, I think that one change just was like build changing. And you get this like um, uh, euphoria over it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know if you feel that way and you're making the builds, but that's a big part of why I'm still playing for both the Paragon points and getting the right gear. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm a thousand percent there. Like, I think the thing that, that lit that light bulb for me was the first time I beat a butcher. Yeah. And I think that was the moment because <laughs> I had gotten, and, and again, for folks who, who are new to the game, it's a random Fresh meat. Yeah. Like spawns into wherever you're at, usually in a dungeon. And just usually wrecks your face. I was I got I got a butcher when I was like level ten, and that butcher like I was like oh this thing is just a bigger version of these other things and that thing just ate my face. <laughs> yeah, and, and it, it hooks you me. when you try to run away. Is oh, the best it part. Was, it was the <laughs> worst. I was like why? It's like this is a thing they like this. They have to be kidding. Like this is a joke that they put this enemy in here this early in the game just to troll me. Now, now I can stand toe to toe with a butcher and 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 do some work and it feels good because of all of the things that I did throughout that path to get to where I'm at currently from changing and respecting stuff and putting aspects on certain things and playing towards this idea of what I want that character to be, that now I can usually fight a butcher and, and, and be good and you not have to worry about it. You <clears throat> still play smart. It's a good test. Yeah, oh, absolutely, because it, it changes the way you think about not only the build aspect that does hit that euphoria. Yeah, that's 1v1. But yeah, you're like, it is literally the 1v1 me, bro, of the game, right? It and is, yeah. It's kind of cool to be able to have those instantaneous, like, all right, this is a, this is like a, a stat check. This is like, a, you know, one of those things like, did you build this right so you can fight this thing? And when you do it, and it feels good and you beat it, then it just feels amazing to be able to like, oh, I understood what the systems were. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and that's it. You know, I think a lot of people wonder, like, why you keep grinding these games? Why don't you go back and finish Zelda? And, like, I mm. never, God, that game's going to take me forever. forever. But, like, why not? And you're like, because you get invested and studied on, like, what you're building as a, an RPG character, I think. And you get that reward of, you're like, oh, man, I just added, like, 10% crit chance and I'm seeing mm -hmm. it. The numbers look more orange. I'm excited, <laughs> you know? Um, yep. And that is... I think if you're going to get into Diablo 4, chances are you don't have to get super hardcore about it. Yeah. But even on a, a light level, you start to be like, man, I, that could be that could change what I'm doing. And you try it, and it does. And you get mm -hmm. super excited because you built something. Yep. And, um, I, and I've totally changed a lot of stuff, too. Like, I, I was, you know, my character at first was a Steel Grasp character. Mm -hmm. So you throw out these chains, and the, mm -hmm. the best thing about that is there's a part of that tree that as soon as you hit stuff and it pulls it back kind of towards you because a barbarian is a kind of close range fighter 
it usually has vulnerable on it at that point so they can oh, take yeah. more damage at that point i i started playing that and then i saw that when i was playing with friends i was actually messing up the ability for them to do certain things because it was pulling those enemies out of fights where they could be best kind of equipped to handle some of those enemies so like I had a, a necro a ne or a rogue that did some CC, pulled all those characters together, and me using my grass would pull them out of the CC by accident because that's the way I've been playing <laughs> yeah. solo. So I wound up changing that so I could wind up being a, more of a kind a of better jack teammate. of better trades in that way. So interesting changing the way you think about it. Okay. Well, I want to be respectful of your time. Um, you I'm don't rocking. have to. Do you have a few more? I got. I got time. Okay. Because I want to take off. The, I want to take off the rose tinted glasses because obviously we're hooked. Yeah. Let's take a moment and say, like, how is the end game though? It's one thing to I've described Diablo four as you're going to Vegas, you play in the slots. As soon yeah. as you get in the door, it's all lights and it's just, you know, ding 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 ding. There's so much going on. There's so much loot. The gold's dropping at your feet. And they do a really good job, I think, with that feeling of progression. And it even continues after fifty. It's just like you keep getting stuff. You start to hit a point where you start getting a lot of the stuff that you're not familiar with. Um, you want those Paragon points, but they're harder to get. Mm -hmm. And you're playing what? Probably a lot of dungeons, Nightmare Dungeons, Helltides, maybe Legion events. What do you think, what are the endgame activities to you that you're playing? And how do you feel about the endgame? Are you fine? Like you're good to go forward? You don't have any sort of like, man, I, I feel like I'm going to get burnt out or um you know what I, you know what i mean like yeah i think i think the the thing that i'm landing on right now is it is a slog right now to to be honest like i think the things that i am hoping to get more in connected to one feel like you need to play with more people so it feels like you know if you're doing high level nightmare dungeons you don't really want to do that stuff solo because it just feels like one you're going to die a lot you don't want to have to spend your money to repair all your stuff to be able to do that stuff and in a weird way, like nightmare dungeons feel like icing on top of a cake. You're like, you want to share that stuff with other people because it's a resource that you have to build. You can find them when you get into dungeons and stuff like that with the, the drops. But it feels like when I have sigils that I want to use to go into a nightmare dungeon, uh, and I know you're going to talk about this, uh, talk about some of the buff, or the, some of the changes for that. But I think that ability now to say like, there's going to be some potentially good loot here. There's going to be some decent XP here. I want to hold that stuff and not run it solo. So that's a weird thing that's mm. in that mix for me there. I constantly am just missing the world bosses because <clears throat> I'm sleeping. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> get... I'm like, I'm sleeping and I'm like, I'm not going to wake up or, just for a world boss. <laughs> there's probably one happening right now, by the way. It's usually one between like 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific yeah, time. Yeah, like, there's supposed to be one around like 5 tonight. But And I'll be up for that one. That's one, okay. that one I'll catch. But I think it's that stuff too where it's like, I don't want that aspect of the game to be something so constant that it loses its its flair and its flavor. No. But it does feel like a thing that if you are not on at the right time in the right moment, you are missing a really important thing to rebuild or to have the resources that you get from a fight like that to be able to continue to press uh, to press through endgame in a, in a way that feels good. The Legion mm -hmm. events don't feel fun at all. They're not great at all. They don't feel fun. Because everybody bum rushes through those things super fast. You're not even. They need to buff it. It needs to be harder. Like it needs yeah. to be a harder event it, to be able to do. Exactly. Yeah, it feels like it was like it's cool early game, and the first time you experience yeah. it with a crowd, you're like, oh, neat. There's other people, and you know, you're stomping all these enemies, and then you're like, this is just uh, boring now. I don't want to do it, but I want the XP, so I'm a victim of you know the grind. 
It's you a go. means to an end kind of thing, which I yeah. which I don't think was what they were hoping for when Blizzard decided to put this part yeah. into the game. I do think it's a really smart thing mm-hmm. to if you can catch it on time. It, if you and this is pro tip, if you're moving from a a world tier that is above your punching weight, it is a fantastic way to get some gear from a level that is above you. Is to jump into those because you're not having to do a lot. You can kind of run with the mob and the mob will kill things for you and then you get the rewards at the end to kind of get your yeah. character up to a higher level. But for an end game activity that now thinking about me being at level 72, 73 and having to go to level 100, that's a lot of <laughs> levels that have to go through where this is the main kind of content that I'm going to do. Right. And that <laughs> feels rough right now. Yeah. 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 So for me, um, it's, it's almost purely... I keep playing because of the build and power interest. The Paragon board is probably the biggest one for me. Mm. Seeing the nodes that I want to get to is enough to be like, that's a big bump, you know, and it's, Mm. you really feel it when you hit those nodes. Um, So it's that, but of course, uniques alongside good aspect drops, but also Mm. the affixes and or perks, if you want to call them that, on your gear. So like, I really need a new pair of pants. Yep. in the game you know i need um a better set of gloves and like i'm looking for <clears throat> whatever i'm looking for a cooldown and crit or i'm looking for earth crit damage plus earth uh, plus crit strike on this and like that's a, a standard loot grind but it does feel really good and meaningful when you get those rolls you can roll them yourself but it's mm-hmm. hard to roll all four of those perks perfectly or you can only roll one at a time but you get the point it's hard to get a, a god roll type set yeah. And uh, it's really rewarding when you see something, but it is exhausting going through the gear. I'll say that. <laughs> I don't want to go off on that tangent yet. That might be another <sighs> show. Is gear management is a big thing in my life in these games. But, um, but just getting that stuff is cool. And then I what I would share is as I was getting like a little burnout of like I'm doing dungeons over and over, and they're nightmare dungeons. I've pretty much mm-hmm. played them, but they're still pretty cool. I'm in the honeymoon phase of like, wow, there's a lot of poison and lightning, and this is exploding, and these little mm-hmm like um twists um you know that they do on the dungeons to mix them up right um like so if you haven't played them and you're out there watching and listening like sometimes they add a it's called a blood blister and it's like after the enemy dies this huge blister will explode in their place and you have to kill it or it's going to do a huge area of effect explosion Mm -hmm. there's another one where whatever they're just dropping poison everywhere there's another where you drop poison everywhere and they've got a lot of cool stuff like that that meaning in the honeymoon phase i'm like okay the the nightmare dungeon twists are still interesting enough that I'm kind of like, well, it's just a dungeon, but it's interesting or it's really hard all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, but that's like most of what I'm doing because I don't want to do the Legion events. So you're already mm-hmm. out of those two. There's only one thing I want to do. I don't want to do side quests. Um, respect to side quest designers and like the folks who really enjoy that. I think that's cool. But the, they're pretty like, they tend to be fetch quest type stuff. You go mm-hmm. and... You know, you go out to part of the world, you pick something up or fight some enemies. And like for me personally, as a grind person, I guess, I'm not as interested. So I'm not going to do that. Um, and I can't replay like moments of the campaign. You you cross mm. paths in like dungeons and stuff. But like as far as I know, right, like that's a big missing piece. Is I'd love to just grab a chapter as a tiered event, you know, and do that quest part again mm-hmm. like the end of the game like i've only seen it once i have to build a whole new character if i want to see it but <laughs> are you doing any helltide stuff but yeah and then that was the other piece that i was leading to i do helltide because it's really rewarding i don't mind the gameplay as a refresher 
And the sure. um, Hell Tide again ride is like it's a timed thing in a region that's all you know red that you go into with tons of you know there's slightly harder enemies and events happening at uh, maybe a faster clip and you have to extract uh, you know your resource out of there in sorry into a chest to get these rewards and you also have to find the chest but there's some tools online that people are sharing where they're at to make it easier and my point is it's all right I like the loot but I actually don't love that and then yeah then there's pvp as well mm -hmm. pvp is a whole other topic and problem where um <laughs> it's fun and all until there's like a level 93 pvp player that's just there to whoop you and i'm like i that i don't the good news is if you die like it's not a big deal um but it's like yeah i don't think i'm gonna be doing pvp unless i build a specific character for it so it's a right. mi it's a miss in that sense i can't just do some pvp for fun at least i haven't yet i go there for gold you know yeah yeah it so i feel like there's a lot of reward for it either to yeah be fair like i guess if you do become that marked person after you've killed a whole bunch of people mm. in, in in that part of the server I, I i suppose you get something really cool from that i mean i do like the fact you don't take any damage in terms of like having to repair your your gear for that if you yes fight, exactly which is which is great Slow i risk. do like that a lot um i do like the extract stuff though in that in that space of so the with the the seeds that you wind up getting yeah i think seeds that is hatred. an interesting dynamic for a game that's like this because it feels like the division uh uh dark zone stuff you know what i mean yeah. where you're like if i can get this stuff out this is a resource that i care about and can get some cool stuff from it but mm -hmm. i also might get wrecked because somebody might just come over and just try to fight me yeah, it's kind of cool in that respect. I do like that part a little bit, for sure. Yeah, no, it's 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 not bad. Like I said, it's low risk. It's fun, you know. When I did it, but I felt like anytime I tried to extract, like I don't mind getting in a fight. It's yeah. that it was completely outmatched the times I tried it. Yeah. There's a pro tip out there I hear that if you turn off crossplay, it can maybe make things easier for you if you like mm. want to do that. But like, I don't want to have to game the system to have a fair match. And I guess. That's my point, but I haven't played enough PvP to really like feel one way or another. But I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure you're gonna need to make a specific build, and therein lies the. You're, if you're making a build and you're not getting into PvP, it's kind of at odds with itself. There's no way to quickly make a PvP build. Mm, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you just right. sort of totally right see how what you have does against the person that might show up that might be lower level than you if you're lucky, but probably isn't and is way above you and is going to completely destroy you. So I, oh, that's my experience. <laughs> a thousand percent. A thousand percent. Right. Yep. So where I'm leading with that summary of all that stuff that's out there, and I, there's the Tree of Whispers too, I guess. I should have yeah. thought of that one. Yep. Going on, on getting these packages by, again, just kind of killing enemies and picking up something that you take back as reward. But... My point is, out of all that, I pretty much just want to do the Nightmare Dungeons. And on its own, it's not enough to last. Um, I haven't played, you know, enough, uh, like, Demoral, uh, sorry, Diablo Immortal. I know they do a lot of the, you know, gotcha-style mobile game stuff. Of There's, like, clan war stuff and other things that I was, I was talking to one of my friends about. But it does feel like the end game is, uh, yeah, it's, it's there. And it's a lot about this power grind for me, so it's enough to keep me going, but I feel like there's just not enough to do. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about that? That part is hard. I, I, it's, a, it's a weird thing for me to sit back if I really am not being you know, a pain in the butt, looking at the way that the development of this game has gone, looking <laughs> at all the breadth and depth of stuff that's in this game that I can partake in to be like, there isn't enough stuff for me to do. <laughs> like, there's parts of me that feel that way, I'm giving Blizzard and Double Team a lot of grace because I know that they have stuff that's coming. You know, we got seasons and stuff coming too at some point. 
but I think that the, for me now, it's like, how am I kind of getting to the fun every night that I log into it? And I think right now, I'm having fun doing Nightmare Dungeons. Those are good because of the little changes to what the, the kind of criteria are for one of those things are. And and a thing that this game does extremely well and have has done since its inception is when you get that really cute little orange glow on your on your map, it just does that thing. You have to go look at it. You need to pick it up. <laughs> you need to inspect it to see if it does what what you needed to do or the hope that it will add to your build in some kind of way. So that level of hook is just real like that doesn't go away no matter what level i've been at so far i'm looking at stuff and being like all right this doesn't do anything for me but it has a purpose now like i can break it down for materials i can sell it for, for gold yeah i can do all the stuff i've been trading stuff with friends who are, who oh, are a little bit I haven't lower done that level than i am i've been making i've been i've been a gem maker for people at this point like oh. a friend of mine who's Just giving like people little... some gems that's if that's a nice feeling yeah, I was like, oh, I was like, you haven't gotten to level four yet. I can give you some flawless gems. I will make you some flawless gems and give them to you so you can like build up your character and do stuff like that. Yeah, those small things are right now. What are the things that are giving me the most joy in the in the end game for what I'm playing? Yeah, yeah. So you know, for clarity, it's not like I think the end game's bad or non-existent. Yeah. It's just that it's a lot of what I expected. To be fair, I've been playing a lot. Yeah, and I warn people a lot. You know, coming from the Destiny community and others that you're doing it to yourself sometimes. Like nobody's telling you you have to hit level 100 mm -hmm. right away. In fact, the developer, Blizzard, is telling you it's going to be a pretty slow grind because there aren't a, like a ton of things to do. So just be mindful that there's a lot that you can do with the side quest. But if you're not into it, take it slower, right? But there's this, you know, it is a little at odds with itself. Like a new season's coming up, mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to go into that, but like, you start a new character, you still have your old character and can play that character. But for some of the new activity stuff and it remains to be seen what's there, but like, I feel this pressure of like, okay, I want to get to hundred. I want to feel mm -hmm. my build fully maximized or at least in the nineties, you know, and like, it's, it's a lot to get there. Um, and so, yeah, to that end, I mean, there's no question they need to add more things to do. Um, obviously they're not talking about that stuff yet, but I do worry that uh, I am going to burn myself out even if mm -hmm. to some degree it's it's my fault. But um, yeah, I worry that uh, every week even, I'm like, wait a second, is it suddenly going to hit me? And I'm like, I'm not having fun because I'm just trying to get a new unique drop, which isn't dropping or something. But yeah. so far it's been good. And let me just share what happened. I was kind of hitting a little bit of that burn. <clears throat> and I got uniques in the past. But then I got, it's called the Crone Staff. And um, mm. I don't know if it's just for the Druid or not. Um but it, yeah, it is for the Druid only. But it just allowed me to use my skills in this sort of swap way, which is the Druid does a lot of that. So it's like my Wolf Claw acts as a Storm Strike. So it procs two basic skills at once. Oh. So I was able to combine two things at once, which made my brain sort of light up. And again, because I hadn't looked into a lot of it, I was like, that seems cool. Let me try, you know? And then it made me rebuild a bunch of things. It excited mm -hmm. me. And then I got another unique drop that I was like, this is really neat. Let me add that on top of that. <laughs> Without those, I sort of would just be chasing like, you know, crit yep. on this and getting better gear and some of the aspects I want a better roll on. Mm -hmm. And that probably still draw me along, but definitely these unique drops and being able to change my build is keeping me going. And so it remains to be seen if that sort of pace will just sort of naturally happen. I don't know. I hope. I mean, I think you're right about the kind of unique drop aspect of it and layer of it i think i got a pair of of 
arms that do frost like will freeze an enemy mm-hmm. now and that changed a lot of the way i think about the way i go into a fight and 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 that has made some of the interactions between some of my other powers also synergize in a way that i didn't think about my boots now leave a a, a frost trail but yeah. i'm now kiting people around while i do stuff to see if they'll freeze and i hit them and then they freeze and then it's all mm-hmm. so, so like so now I went from being like a very much kind of brute force barbarian that was basically trying to do as much damage with bleed where now I can do a little bit more CC lock a couple of enemies down, do my frost thing. And then, but now I'm like, can I, can I never take these boots and these hands off now? Like that's the part too. With that, that winds <laughs> you up, get scared. You're like, yeah. right? You're like, Oh man, if I don't find a, a higher level version of this aspect because I can't remove it, I gotta like throw it into the vault and just, but then I'm not, I've, I've upgraded it as much as I can upgrade it, and that's not gonna really yeah. scale with me. It feels like there, there's an interesting space within this game where, and I think this happens with a lot of these games where you wind up finding really cool stuff sometimes too early, and you don't know what to do with that. And I think that's a really interesting thing. I don't think any game like totally. this has really figured out yet. Mm-hmm. um in a good way at least nothing nothing that's coming to mind in my way in my, in my mind right now but i think yeah. that's a part of the thing too where i'm just like this could have been the one time i ever get this drop will i ever get this drop again you, <laughs> you don't will. know yeah it and so. that's what's interesting is you hit it's in there and that's that's why i think overall the drop rates for regular uniques and everything that's probably fine because the higher you get the higher tier you know nightmare dungeons etc you do you do start to see these things the higher level enemies you face there's obviously got to be i mean i'm speculating but there's got to be higher chances i'm starting to see them a lot more at like 80 than i was at 70. Mm-hmm. um even though i had weird moments at 50 where i got a bunch of uniques and like but maybe right. that was it maybe they gave me the taste and then they take it away who knows what they're doing <laughs> in the background or if it's just kind of a little like coding bug type situation but um but there's enough to draw me along that I'm like, this is really neat. I have less desire to like start a new character or play hardcore. And sure. that's different kind of um, thinking, I think, for people who really want to dive deep, deep, deep into Diablo. And um, But for now, I'm good. I, I Like I said, I'm a little worried about the burnout. So I hope season one brings enough interest, even though it's it feels like it's not going to let me sort of complete my current character if I'm not done on time. But, it, you mm-hmm. know, again, a topic for later. But... So yeah, you have no plans to stop right now? Nothing's standing in your way? Or are you sort of like got a plan, you're only in for the next few weeks, and then you're out? As soon as we finish this podcast, I'm logging back in. <laughs> I was playing ah, before. there we go. I, I took him away we, from Diablo. No, before we started the podcast, I was playing, and I was <laughs> like, all right. I'm lo- I literally bum-rushed through a dungeon before we started, so I'd make sure that I was ready to be able to jump yeah. on the show. And as soon as we finish up today, I'm going right back after it, because I one, I got to figure out if that world boss is there, and two... Yeah. I got, again, that grind to like getting up to that next level, getting those Paragon points. It is the thing that is driving all of my play at this point. Yeah. I want to, f- I want to see what that next board is going to be. I don't exactly. even know yet. Like, I'm just nice. like, how do I get on my, <laughs> my, my glyphs leveled up? Like there's so much stuff in yeah. that way to do that I'm thinking about. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's ruined my life and my marriage and my, and my family. Right. <laughs> exactly. Everything. Well, you love to hear it. Um, <laughs> but no, like it's, that's the best part about the end game for sure is the build crafting and yeah. th- getting those yeah dopamine hits etc so I, I think all that's great and um i'm definitely having a good time and we'll kind of see where it goes i'm gonna let you get back to it unless yeah. you have any final things you wanted to share on the game or anything 
well first of all thank you for having me it's it's thank always you. a blast to get to rock with you you know I, i'm a big fan of your work i've been for a very long time uh, <laughs> i'm a fan of your work see, watch this oh, man oh you stop it uh, <laughs> and, and excited to see you know how how, how more of these conversations are going to wind up going i'll be listening and, and, and cheering you on but I, I, again i think this is good this is a thing that is going to be my probably for a long time like i'm forecasting looking at the rest of the games that are coming out for the rest of this year and this will be a mainstay. Like I've fallen off Zelda. I'll get back to yeah. Zelda at some point. So when Starfield comes out, you telling me you don't think you you worried about that one or no? I th so I think that's that's why this is in my go to bed game category, right? <laughs> like it, it it is the thing more like that I should go to bed, but didn't. It's a problem for morning car problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean until I, <laughs> until I'm back in the workforce, I'll you know I'll be. I'll oh, be that's right. That. That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. Un unemployment more flexible. Totally different. Yeah. Like what happened? That's why he's so. I'll probably still be up to two o'clock in the morning playing games, fair, but fair. it is a thing now where I'm just like, oh man, if I can get that next layer of stuff and get to those next layers, it, it feels really good. And it is that one moment where you do find that, that synergy of all those powers. It is the captain planet, let our powers combine kind of yeah. thing. Right. Um, and once that hits, it just feels really, really good. So I'll, I'll be playing a ton of it. I'm, I'm excited to see how see, see, Stevens, Stevens seasons are going to go. Yeah, because I've never played a season before in Diablo, so I have nothing. I have nothing to go off of. Um, I am not excited as much about building a new character for that. So new players a, say that a lot. A new conversation, right? The longer but, topic for later. Uh, but I, but I, I'm so invested. Like it, yeah. it is something I'm thinking it, about all the time. Yeah, we need to hear more from Blizzard what it actually is. Um, yeah. But yeah, season one will have some new like aspects to build out with. And but they do want everybody on a level playing field, and that's just what ARPGs do with mm -hmm. seasons, I guess. Which I haven't participated in either. So I'm definitely a don't knock it till you try it. Um, as much as I I want to make sure I get to level 100 on my druid, and I I don't want to work two jobs as I put it. So <laughs> yep. let's see where this goes. But I'm with you. I'm gonna keep playing Diablo four and keep grinding. So no doubt. Thanks for being on the show. I'm going to let you go and get back to grinding Diablo while I talk about more <laughs> Diablo news. Um, I'll, where, I'll see you at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's, please. <laughs> we'll be playing again That's right. sometime soon. <laughs> uh, Ka does his own show, Podcast Center. Can you plug that stuff real fast? Where to find you, all that? Yeah, uh, check out the Spawn of Me podcast. We're, we're celebrating our 10th year of making content this year, uh, going strong and, and continuing to make it happen. Uh, Spawnies 3 will be dropping in January of 2024, so we're working towards that with our An award, award show. show. Yeah. Celebrating uh, uh, under, underdeveloped, uh, underrepresented uh, developers within the space. Uh, and you can check out our show. We're on all podcast platforms. We usually drop a new show every Monday morning at 6 a.m. PST, uh, so we can catch the East Coasters on their way to work. Uh, and you can check out our latest when we had Jordan Miner uh, on the show who was talking about his game, Video Game of the Year, which was a really fun uh, a book that he just wrote, chronicling oh, everything nice. from 1977 until present. Every game Dang. he thought was was awesome. It's a wild book for him to write because he wasn't born until like the 80s. So, but it's great. Good <laughs> researcher. It's a really good book. So check that stuff out. Awesome. Check out the show. All right, cool. Well, have fun with your Diablo grind. I'm going to get it. back to um, the rest of the news. We'll catch Thanks you later, up. Ka. Take care. Uh, bye. Bye, y'all. All right, everybody. Um, I'm going to switch over to the rest of the news. You didn't catch it. Let me know if you have any questions about what we were talking about. But I do want to focus on the news and the patch stuff that we didn't get to talk about yet. So, um, again, that was Khalif Adams or Spawn on Me. Please go. Support him, uh, Spawn, if you're in chat or if somebody can link his uh, Twitch channel in here and anything else, please do. Don't don't hesitate or be shy about that. Um, 
But yeah, so a little bit of news for you for Diablo 4. Uh, if you did miss it again, what, what we said during the interview there, Diablo 4 is Blizzard's fastest selling game ever. We only know that because they said it was. They didn't say how many, but World of Warcraft Shadowlands had sold 3.7 million uh, copies very quickly. You know, again, fastest selling, not best selling. And uh, we're sort of speculating that it's probably four or five million copies, but who's to say, will Blizzard release numbers on how many people are playing and what the sales are? We may know because the month is closing. We'll get some sales data out there. So we'll see. But let's talk about one of the biggest topics before I get to all of the patch stuff. Um, there is a bunch of patch stuff in terms of, you know, upgrading your XP when you get into Nightmare Dungeons and all this other stuff, which we'll cover again. But first, I want to cover a hot topic in the news, which is the ultra rare uniques. If you don't know about these, the lead class designer, Adam Jackson, had tweeted about them, confirming they're real, because that's how rare they are with how many players at least are eligible to receive them. Um, and so what they are, they're very rare uniques that can drop from level 85 enemies or above. You can get them anywhere that you can get a regular unique, and they will always drop at 820 item power. Blizzard currently has six of them in the game, and again, they are really rare, with several L's in really, according to the lead class designer. What we don't know is their actual rarity, and I would just caveat this with like, I don't know how many people are in the 70s, 75s, you know, in groups that can handle getting enough 85 plus enemies um, to drop. So I think, you know, with a grain of salt, I'm not, they're obviously they're really rare. What does that mean? People out there, the drama right now is like, I'm never gonna get these, this is dumb, Blizzard needs to get its act together. Like, you know, I'm checking out Twitter and Reddit on that stuff and like, you may be right about it, but those are the, there's a select group of people that are grinding a ton that have obviously not gotten these. Um, but yeah, they're a certain kind of rare, obviously. You know, some games, you know, you run a dungeon 100 times and it's got a 5% chance drop. So if it's RNG, remember that you're not guaranteed within 20 times to get it. Some people get it within 20 runs and other people, you know, it takes them 400 runs and so on. But you can't really target this stuff because there's a lot of loot out there too. So we'll see. My thoughts on the matter are it needs to play out a bit longer Blizzard is listening. It's early. I think it's good that there's really powerful, ultra-rare stuff that makes you feel really special when you get it. But how limited is it going to be? Because, you know, it's one thing to walk away from a grind because, like, you're just kind of done playing it and you didn't get the good stuff. And it's another thing to be like, I'm just not going to grind for these because I'm, never, I'm not going to get them. And so you walk away because you're frustrated, um, but not unfairly. You know, these may be meant that it's in season two you've been playing you finally got one, and it remains to be seen. Let me know in the comments or the, the Twitch chat what you think on this matter, uh, but a lot of people are pissed, so I already know that. Um, but a real quick summary of what they are. So these six really rare uniques are a Doombringer, which is a one-handed sword, um, and that is a lucky hit up to 25% chance to deal shadow damage to surrounding enemies, and it reduces their damage by 20 per second, 20 seconds, sorry, by 20% for five seconds. That's the Doombringer one-handed sword. There's a grandfather two-handed sword that will increase your crit strike damage up to 100%. That's double for those paying attention. So it's a huge crit strike damage increase for sure uh, if you get that one. Uh, Ring of Starless Skies, 
It's a ring. Could you guess? Uh, but each consecutive core skill you cast reduces the resource cost of your net core skill by up to 12%. And that is up to a maximum of 40% that you can get it to um, consecutively cast up to and, and get. So that's basically saving your core skill resource if you're doing a lot of that. And that's a lot of what I do, so I'm very interested in that one. Um, but there's a lot of ways in the game to tackle that. Um, there's Andariel's Visage, which is a helm, and that's a lucky hit as well. And that's up to a 20% chance within lucky hit to trigger a Poison Nova that applies poisoning damage over five seconds in the area. Then there's the much-talked-about Harlequin's Crest, Harlequin Crest, which you gain 20% damage reduction and plus four to all your skills. And apparently this harkens back to, uh, in Diablo 2, there was this item. Um, it shares some similarities to that, and that was also apparently quite rare at the time, which is why I think a lot of people are speculating, as they are. And the sixth very rare unique item, ultra rare, as uh, many are calling them, is the Melted Heart of Selig. Um, and that is an amulet where you'll gain 30% maximum resource when you take damage. Oh, sorry. You gain 30% maximum resource, and when you take damage, it will drain somewhere between eight to three of that resource for every 1% of life that you would have lost instead. So basically, right, um, when you take damage, you get more resource, but then if you would have lost some life, it's kind of cutting into that resource as a lifesaver uh, from what I can tell. So some survivability on that one. So yeah, six really ultra rare uniques. They're really rare. If you get them, share them with the world because they are that, that rare. Doombringer, Grandfather, Ring of Starless Skies, Andariel's Visage, Harlequin Crest, and the Melted Heart of Selig. All right, let's move on to the patch notes. And if you're live here on Twitch, we do get a 30-second ad break coming up. I've snoozed as many of them as I possibly can. They're only 30 seconds, but we're just going to take a quick uh, water break anyway, and uh, hopefully that you're back as we get things started here. If you've got any questions in chat, please let me know. <sighs> one-man show. I think I've been talking for one hour straight, so thank you for listening in, everybody. Um, so again, to sort of just recap and then we'll get into the specifics. There's been a ton of fixes, but the big details are that the end game XP and the loot is getting boosted in a few ways as part of today's patch. It's already out. It's on June 27th. All classes got a bunch of buffs. Some of those changes, uh, that Blizzard sort of recognized was that basic skills just don't feel impactful enough and they hope that this is going to smooth things out. Blizzard is still working on increasing the monster and elite density of the endgame content because people are feeling like not enough is there and they plan to introduce this change early in season one. <clears throat> but yeah, let's go over what these big XP and endgame changes are. So, big one. Players can now teleport directly to the dungeon. I already tested it. It works just like a waypoint. So your nightmare dungeons, when you... Use that sigil, they become a waypoint. Click on it, go, you're there. That is going to be such a nice quality, or it is a nice quality of life upgrade. Significantly, uh, they have increased the experience that's awarded for doing Nightmare Dungeons. If you're like me, I like the challenge. I do not want to beat my head against the wall and just grind the same low tier. Every enemy explodes in front of me for 
or the XP level. I just, it will burn me out. And there's no shame in doing it if you like doing it, if you're not concerned about that. But I want to play the harder difficulty and have a higher chance of these unique rewards. And now I'm going to get, you know, more experience from that. Whether or not you get more from later nightmare, like higher nightmare tiers, I don't know. Um, I don't know if they've commented on that specificity yet. Um, significantly increased uh, the experience gained from killing monsters in Nightmare Dungeons. So as well, obviously, within this whole thing for completing, you also got to get it from just killing the monsters. Some people do try their grinds of just kill the elites and restart the dungeon. But, you know, I think they want you to, to finish the whole thing. End of the day, it's all XP per hour, right? So whatever's most fun, most enjoyable. In Helltide, the chests now provide substantially more bonus experience when opened, and Helltide roaming bosses will now more consistently drop higher tier quality loot. Blizzard has also significantly increased the reward experience from completing individual whispers across the board. So again, there's all those whisper activities, which quite frankly, I haven't been doing that much. It is a good solid grind for getting more targeted gear. You know, maybe you're getting a gauntlet cash or you're getting a chest cash, etc. It is a good rewarding grind, but it was definitely too slow. I would do the world boss and just major stuff and when it popped, it popped, but you could not find me chasing that stuff. Um, so hopefully this is a welcome change again. Um, they've significantly increased the rewarded experience for completing those individual whispers. So actually, sorry, I read that wrong at first. That's just the experience. Um, but maybe because if you're getting more experience from that stuff, you'll be more compelled to do that instead of just Nightmare Dungeons. Now that I'm saying it out loud, I think I got to kind of compare those two experiences. Like basically you can go do like a cellar. You can clear a little area on the map. I mean, that is, that variety would be nice if the XP is reasonable compared to a Nightmare Dungeon. And the unique drops are reasonable and they very well maybe. So it's all time versus that. And they did fix the weekly caches. If you made it to World Tier 4, they were set to level 80, I believe, for most people. And um, you couldn't open them. I got the level 80, so I was able to open them. So I didn't get to confirm that this works today. But uh, you, if you're sitting on a bunch of caches, you might as well. Just open them. <clears throat> um, so that's sort of the overview of the most important stuff. I'm going to very quickly dive into the per-class stuff. Um, quite frankly, there's a lot of stuff in here. And because I don't play every class, um, I don't know actually if I want to read through every you know, last detail. So I'm going to cherry pick a few things. If you're in chat and uh, saw anything that you thought was big in terms of buffs, let me know. Otherwise, check out the full update. But a couple examples in the Barbarian Tree. Um, Frenzy, the base damage was increased from 20% to 2%. Uh, the double swing, the base damage was increased from 36% to 40%. Uh, the leap, the mighty leap slow has been increased from 50% to 70%. So again, what I wanted to illustrate here is there's a lot of buffs and some of them are small changes. Others are big. Um, so there's a few from the barbarian tree. I'm looking at the bounding slam, uh, which the base damage was increased 75% to 112%. Um, and there's just a lot more stuff in there and all of it for the most part, I believe all of it is a buff. Okay, so check those out. That was Barbarian. So for the Druid, which I play, I can react to this a little more clearly. But um, let's see, as an example, uh, I'm using the Claw right now, which is the wolf, the wolf basic attack. 
And it's going to generate more spirit instead of 10. It's 11. That's a 10% buff, by the way. Base damage has been increased from 20% to 22%. Again, that's a 10% buff. Um, something like your Cataclysm, which is uh, one of the ultimates. The base damage has been increased from 52% to 64%. Pretty big buff on that one. Um, passive changes. Uh, let's see. Nature's Fury, the chance to cast a free spell has been increased from 20% to 30%. So again, just illustrating, that's a 50% buff. So uh, some pretty big swings in these changes. Um, I'm going to pick a few from Necromancer, which I haven't had a chance to play at all. But um, Bone Splinters, base damage has been increased from 8% to 9%. Again, the numbers sound small, but 1% of 8 percent is uh quite a bit it's probably 12 or 13 percent or something like that essence generated from those bone splinters has gone up from six to seven let's see what else we got in here the bone prison the cooldown has been reduced from 20 seconds to 18 seconds um corpse tendrils blight corpse tendril chance to spawn a blood orb increased from 30 to 35 percent so you see again a lot going on in here in terms of buff 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 Let's pick a few from the rogue real fast. Uh, the invigorating strike, the base damage has been increased from 23% to 25%. Uh, the forceful arrow has been increased from 20% to 22%. Some of its passives, like close quarters combat, that got a huge buff from the damage bonus has been increased from 20% to 30%. Again, that's a big buff to damage. That's 50% increase of what that is available there. Um, and lastly, a few for Sorcerer. Um, let's see. The Frostbolt, the base damage has come up from 35% to 38%. Uh, Charge Bolt, base damage has been increased from 28% to 30%. I have played a little Sorcerer in the beta. Um, let's see. Crackling Energy, the base damage has been increased from 15% to 20%. That's a major, you know, sort of spark arc, uh, build component, I believe, for Sorcerer. So that, that's, a, again, a pretty big bump. This is a lot of bumps, everybody. I mean, I, you just go on and on, and everything you look at, all the characters are getting more power. And that's the point. So the patch is out. Um, there's a bunch of other, like, bug fixes and all that. If I missed anything huge you want me to touch on before we close the podcast right now, let me know, but I appreciate everybody coming through. That was my first um, swing and kicking through a podcast. It actually went a lot longer than uh, I planned. You know, really just wanted to talk to Khalif, have a conversation with some people playing uh, Diablo 4 right now and talk about what's big. But we also got these patch notes just so happens on the same day. So it all worked out. Um, and I think that's going to be it for this uh, show. Just for clarity, this is a limited series. Like, I don't... You know, I'm just Twitch streaming right now. And if you like this, share it with someone. That's the best thing you can do. Say, hey, if you like this, check it out. Leave a comment. I'm going to get it posted on YouTube and some of the other social channels. Um, but share that stuff. That will be big. Um, and we'll come back. I'll definitely do more. So follow me on Twitch, Twitch TV slash FM3 underscore. Um, my name's Fran Mirabella. I don't think I introduced myself, but my name's been up the whole time if you don't know me. But uh, yeah, you can find Fran Mirabelle pretty easily on Twitter, Instagram, etc. as well. But yeah, I'm Twitch, I'm FM3 underscore because you can't have three characters very easily. So thanks for joining in. 
I'm going to go back and get to playing Diablo. Thanks, everybody who's watching live. And uh, drop a file, set a live notification if you want to come back and get more Diablo news. But I'm going to go back to grinding Diablo. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'll see you next time.